Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help dot com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a mini Monday, Labor Day edition pod of New York, New York with yours truly, J.J. Chancey live from the Stu Finer compound. I uh, ended up hanging with our pal who was at my wedding last week. I uh, had a big gathering for the LSU Florida State game. Let's just say I made a little audible on the particular college football game. That was not profitable for my wallet, but it is great to have football back in our lives. You had one of the more ridiculous covers you're ever going to see with Penn State against West Virginia just 24 hours ago. My head is still spinning thinking about that. But you know what else my head is spinning from? Welcome back to watchable September baseball for the New York Yankees. Yeah, I know the Yankees are dead and buried in the American League. Yeah, I know the Yankees are dead to rights in the American League wildcard race. But the Yankees were able to give you something that you have not had at all throughout 2023. The Yankees gave you some legitimate excitement this weekend in going and sweeping the Houston Astros. But forget about the result. As amazing and as bizarre and as befuddling as it is for the Yankees, who never beat the Astros, Minute Maid Park has been a house of horrors for the Yanks in how many postseasons? 17, 19, last year, just to name a few. It's great the Yankees swept this series. That's not why I'm giddy about the weekend. Welcome 
to put on that Yankee interlocking NY, one Jason Dominguez, the youngest Yankee ever to homer twice in his first three games. He comes Friday to Houston and hits a moonshot of a dinger in his first at bat. He's got the look. He's got the swing. I got a text from a buddy of mine, one of my best men in my wedding, the great Robbie Seuss, texted me saying, well, why didn't we see this kid a couple of weeks earlier? And the logic would be, well, he wasn't hitting great in double A. It took him a while to get going. He's a baby. He's a kid. But really, there's talent. Clearly, there's upside. And in games that don't mean a whole lot to the New York Yankees, this is exactly what you are looking for. For guys like Dominguez and then Austin Wells, who hit that booming double late in the game that basically put it out of reach against the Houston Astros on Sunday night, you want to see those sort of glimpses. You want to see those sort of moments that want you, dare I say, wanting more going into 2024. Now, I know there are going to be some skeptics saying, well, JJ, we've gone down this road before, and I know I might have cringed a couple of different times when I heard Carl Ravrich referencing uh, the Baby Bombers. I've been there, done that. I don't know if I want to hear that terminology again, but it's exciting. It beats the likes of Jake Bowers and Josh Donaldson and Billy McKinney running out there, trotting and wearing those Yankee pinstripes over the next three and a half to four weeks. So, yeah, this is a good thing, not just for where the Yankees stand as an organization, which, listen, right now, before you saw this infusion of youth, it was the biggest flop and disappointment of a season in our lifetimes in Yankee history over the last, I don't know, 35 or so years, in my lifetime at least. I'm looking and searching for excitement. It doesn't erase what we saw over the first four and a half, five months. It doesn't necessarily change my feelings and perspective for how I view the front office and what I think about the front office and the plan and everything that comes with it. But I think it's okay and it's acceptable if you're a Yankee fan saying, hey, I want something to feel good about. These two youngsters coming up and playing well gave me something to, dare I say, feel good about. I'm okay with that. I'm clearly accepting of that. So, welcome to the New York Yankees, Jason Dominguez. I hope you never play another minor league game for the rest of your life, and hopefully you'll continue to be a factor and a force helping the Yankees hitting in the middle of the order. I love that the Yankees are at the point now where it's like, F it, we might as well hit them third. The kid was in double A two and a half weeks ago. Now he's hit third in the Yankee lineup. Well, that's where we're at. The Jason Dominguez show of the final month of the year. Austin Wells is going to get overshadowed a little bit. Mauricio with the Mets, who had a booming hit in his first game on Friday. And I have to admit, Friday, I'm monitoring on a phone because I was at the great Eddie Brown's wedding. But it was nice, actually, over these last couple of days, being home, being able to watch these at-bats. Like, Dominguez hitting the bomb today. I'm going nuts. Not only because I had a couple of shekels on the Yankees, because... I'm excited to see a legitimate infusion of young, fun players. What a concept. What an absolute thing of beauty. Now, you know what else is a thing of beauty? The fact that we have NFL football in our lives in a couple of days. 
the Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Lions will be a six and a half point underdog. I will be out in Las Vegas signing up for the circuit contest. I think our buddy Raheem the Dream Palmer is even being recruited as we speak to potentially join me on that potential trip. So we are going to be rocking for 48 hours out in Vegas. Uh, The red eye after the game and after the podcast on Thursday night is absolutely going to suck, but that's a story for a different day. But today is one of those days I love because I now have the opportunity to unveil the 2023 NFL Sheet of Integrity. It's something I've been sitting on for about a week and a half. I may have finalized the last couple of touches at the beach earlier today, but I have an answer for whether or not the New York Jets and the New York Giants will be playoff teams in 2023. And maybe I'm going to have major egg on my face and I'm going to sound like a damn fool when we're doing these shows in November or early December or whatever the case may be, but maybe it's me just trying to get in the good graces of the audience. But no, in all seriousness, I think the Jets and the Giants will both be playoff teams this year. I know the Giants are in a position where they're the third best team in the division. That may be true. They're not better than Philadelphia. They're not better than Dallas. But go and look at the rest of the conference. Who do you like? Who do you love? It's hard finding seven teams that are going to find their way into the playoffs. NFC South, I'm taking one team. Nobody else is sniffing a wild card from that NFC South. NFC North, I'm not necessarily a believer in any of those particular teams finding their way into the postseason outside of winning the division. I'm taking Seattle to make the playoffs. I think they're improved. I think they're well coached. I think they added to their talent base. And Geno Smith showed me something last year. But I think the Giants, despite tougher schedule, and I know there's a market correction that a lot of people talk about with a first-year head coach, getting a lot of games, second-year head coach, going to have the same result. Are the Giants going to be as good in those close games? They don't necessarily have to be. Because to me, they're more talented. Waller, Jalen Hyatt, full year, healthy year out of Thibodeau and Ojolari and the guys who can get after the quarterback. I think the Giants are going to be anywhere from 9 to 10 wins. I'm not picking them to win the division. I'm not telling you that they're closing the gap considerably on Philly or Dallas. Maybe they'll show me that at the end of this year. I'm still skeptical on that. What I'm not skeptical on is that they have enough to get back to the dance. And I will be picking them to get back to the dance. So for the NFC playoff picture for yours truly, I got three teams again coming out of the NFC East. I got Dallas winning the division because nobody wins the division back-to-back years. You got to go all the way back to the Donovan McNabb, Philadelphia Eagles, the last time somebody won the NFC East back-to-back years. Just doesn't happen. So history's on my side. The Eagles are a more talented team. I I understand that. But I'm going with history. I'm going to roll the dice as far as that goes. I'll say Dallas wins the division. Philly will be a wild card. The Giants will be a wild card. Washington finishes in dead last. The North, I got one team going to the playoffs. I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm going to have major egg on my face. I'm taking the Lions to win the division. 
I'm going with Joe Public on that one. That that's destined to fail. So you want to go find a team in the NFC North? Be my guest. The South. This is my favorite future bet, hands down. I have the Atlanta Falcons winning the division. Ton of talent at the skill positions. Not a believer in Dennis Allen. The Bucks are retooling, and I think the Panthers are going to stink. So I'm on Atlanta to win the South, and then I got San Francisco and Seattle as your two teams out of the West. So Giant fans, good news. I think you're a playoff team. In the AFC, the Jets are getting ready for the most highly anticipated Jets season in 12 or 13 years. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. They have been on hard knocks every week. They have talent. We all know that. Garrett Wilson is a player. Sauce Gardner is a player. What the questions are, can they block? Brees Hall going to hold up over 16 or 17 weeks. We know how tough the division and the conference is going into the year. Here's why I'm picking the Jets to make the playoffs. I think Aaron Rodgers has something. I think Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder. I think Aaron Rodgers is very upset about the way his tenure ended with the Green Bay Packers. And I don't even know if he's MVP Rodgers. But I saw the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills last year with subpar quarterback play. I know the Jets have a defense that was put in compromised positions far too often last year. I don't expect that to be the case this year. Like the defense got a ton of dudes that could get after the quarterback. I think there's enough from a talent base that's going to put up points. Lazard, chemistry he has, the two tight ends. I think Uzama and Conklin are going to have roles within this offense. And to me, I'm not picking the Jets to win the division. I am picking the Jets, though, to go and get themselves to 10 wins. I think the Jets will be a 10-win playoff team, and I think you'll have Aaron Rodgers on the road in the month of January playing postseason football. Now, that might not be the avenue and the pathway you're looking for if you're a Jet fan, but beats being out of it like you've been which is the longest playoff drought in all professional sports at the moment. I think that drought will come to an end in 2023. Now, I think I'm going to surprise you guys with the way I'm handicapping the AFC. It might be insane on my part with the schedules, but I'm doing it anyway. I got three teams in the AFC East going to the playoffs. I just think the talent base is there. I think Buffalo wins the division again. I think people are sleeping on the Buffalo Bills. I think a lot of people are overreacting to what they saw in the playoffs last year. This is a team that lost, what, three or four games by a handful of points. They still have the best quarterback in the division. They're going to have Hyde and Poyer back. I think Buffalo wins the division. I think the Jets and the Miami Dolphins are wildcard teams. I do. Miami, and I know that's my team. People are like, oh, JJ's two are going to stay healthy. Two is going to play. 15 or so games. And if he does, he wins games. So I got three in the AFC East. Now, this is where I'm going to shock you guys. Cleveland Browns are winning the AFC North. We'll have Stu Finer on in a little bit, who's high on two teams in the division not named Cleveland. I think Cleveland, line play, running game, improved to Sean Watson. Can't be any worse than he was last year. They're going to shock some people this year. That's my team. Cleveland to win the North. That's the full flat on your face pick or put your nuts on the table pick. You know, that's the, you got to have one of those. Cleveland to win the North. And I got all the other teams out of the playoffs. How about that? 
South, Jacksonville. Couldn't find a team. I wanted to find a team. I wanted to take Tennessee. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Now, in the West, here's another surprise. The LA Chargers are going to win. We're going a little nutty here with these AFC playoff predictions, but you got to get nuts sometimes. Giving you a chunk is no fun. I'm a little concerned about the Chris Jones situation, and we all know Mahomes is great. Best player in the sport. We all know Andy Reid is great. Knows how to win, win games in a regular season. That Super Bowl hangover can be real. And I think you're going to see that a little bit with Kansas City. Change of personnel. Kelsey, you're older. Chris Jones not getting his money. Chiefs will be in the playoffs. Mahomes, you roll out the balls. He's getting you to the playoffs. The Chargers have an insane amount of talent. With Herbert and the weapons at receiver, and the guys they have on defense. And I think the number is there. I really do. Plus 300 to win the division is juicy. See, that's where if the Browns or the Chargers go and win the division, I'm making you money. I'm making you money. So I probably got the nuttiest playoff picks out of anybody in America, but that's fine. I got the Bengals out of the playoffs and I have Kansas City not winning their division. That's right. That's how we roll. Weird things happen in the NFL. Just saying. Buffalo, Jets, Miami in. Cleveland in the north. Jacksonville in the south. Chargers, Chiefs in the west. Who will be playing in Las Vegas? I don't think the audience is going to like this one. The Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that might be a little bit more chalky. But I'm going to say Buffalo, San Francisco, and Vegas. And the San Francisco 49ers holding up the Lombardis. Remember that one. Let's take a quick call before we welcome in the great Stu Finer. Let's hear it, Cliff. What's up, JJ? It's Gabe from Queens. Listen, I was like you. I was like so detached from the Yankees this season. But somehow I keep finding myself turning it on during dinner time, you know, on a lazy Sunday afternoon, uh, Memorial Day weekend. And, you know, I wanted to just, like, not care about this team at all. But it's really incredible. It's the first time they swept the Astros, they're saying, since, what, 2013, 2014, something like that. And it's just wild because, like, this team that, you know, for the last six, seven years has been absolutely dominated by the Astros could never sweep this team. They never got lucky and swept the Astros, you know, the, the, the big bad Yankees over the past couple of years. And now they have these little kids come up, and the Astros are, like, in the middle of a race, a pennant race, and... You know, the Yankees just come in here and casually sweep them. Like, it's a big deal. They, they literally stepped into that hellhole of a stadium with the turf and, and, and kicked their asses. And I think it's, I really think it's a big deal. It's impressive. And I, I don't know, it just kind of drew, drew me back into the season. You know what? It's actually pretty refreshing to see some talent on this team. And it just makes me feel like they could have really done something special this year if they were given a chance in the beginning. But whatever, I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, obviously, the season's kind of over, and I'm excited for Jets football, but just want to hear your thoughts. Well, Gabe, I think it's okay to be excited about young players. And that, to me, is the bigger takeaway. Not the idea of the Yankees sweeping the Astros, which is insane when you think about it. All the teams that have gone down there, all of the teams that have struggled, all of the teams that have lost, and all of a sudden, the Yankees with a bunch of kids are going and sweeping the Astros when the Astros desperately need these games and the Yankees are basically playing out the string. That's more remarkable to me. What's more exciting is the idea of, wow, Mingez opening my eyes. 
Austin Wells, do you have yourself a catcher now for the next couple of years? Lefties, balance within the lineup. I mean, what a concept. Who am I watching? That is what you should get juiced up about. All right, we are at the compound, so you know what that means. It's been a while. I think it's been over a year since I had Stu uh, join us. It might be two years ago, to be honest with you. It might have been uh, a Thursday night game a couple of years ago. I don't even remember, but we're here. We had some fun watching the college football. The source, my pal, Stu Finer, is up next. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So, got a little nutty with a couple of those futures. Chargers to win the West. Browns to win the North. Falcons not so nutty to go and win the South. And we'll be unveiling our week one card. I'll be on those Cleveland Browns for what it's worth. Ties into what we'll have coming up on Sunday. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. And you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket. Not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and a current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. So as we get set for the start of the NFL season, I am at the compound. We did not have a perfect night at the compound. Normally when I come, Stu Finer will attest the record is off the charts. It sweep. is legendary. We expect a sweep. So to go and get the Yankee game, but to not get LSU and Florida State is a little bit of a letdown source, or not really? Absolutely. It's kissing your sister. It's a three-and-three three night, and uh, nobody makes money. It's, you lose juice. You dig out. So, yes, had the Yankees, very sharp play, 20-dime all in max best bet, lose LSU, 20-dime all in max best bet. How I specifically read the game, because it was like, I would say there was more money on LSU, public and sharps. Uh, but I thought that if Florida State was not strong enough, shown by the odds maker, to be at least a favorite in the game, I thought that was telling you that LSU was better. Obviously, that was a 100% wrong read, and it was wrong. So, uh, I mean, LSU looks like trash, but it's only one game. Brian Kelly 
actually does not, like, people can say he's a terrible coach, he's a horrible coach, he's trash. Actually not true. When his team is better than the other team, they put them away. But in the big games, at least at Notre Dame, where he That's wasn't where he really apples to apples. Yeah. wasn't really apples to apples. But he was always overmatched. And tonight, he looked clueless. He had no answer. Okay. For anybody getting ready to handicap the NFL yes. over the course of the year, and listen, yes. you do it better than anybody. Yes. What is the biggest mistake the amateur better will make? Week one, all the games in front of them, what's the biggest mistake they're going to make? Well, I think, you know, let's lay it out there, even though no one wants to hear this. And I respect that. But I invented the sports gambling handicapping industry. I invented the concept of selling a game for money so that you can get specifically back then, which is an illegal term right now, inside information. I invented it. So that was in 1980. Okay. In 1984, at 23 years old, I became a millionaire. At 1985, we wrote $7 million with 60 people. 1997, I wrote $16 million, $8 million with a live office, 220 people full and part-time, and $8 million on 900 numbers that eventually culminated in the inception of the movie, Two for the Money, uh, where Al Pacino played me, Rene Russo played my wife, Matthew McConaughey, in real life, played a disgruntled employee that worked for me, and that was the TV show, Al Pacino, Matthew McConaughey, Jeremy Piven, on JJ, that eventually, it was called The Sports Devices, in the movie, Two for the Money, eventually, Dave Portnoy called me, said him, his father, and his uncle used to watch me in the 90s, and brought back, and now that's Barstool Sports Devices. So get to the point and the answer to your question. Um, first of all, you have to start extremely slow. The first four weeks are a process of your money management. Do you have the skill set to manage your money? First week, you have to manage your money. Unless you have God-given money where people have given it to you, your trust fund, where you have unlimited money, which most people don't have. Start slow and incrementally make your wages bigger once you get hot. See, the key to gambling is this. Gambling's for the rich to have fun and lose money. Gambling is for the rich to have fun and lose money. Let me repeat the statement. Gambling is for the rich to have fun and lose money. No one has ever won money betting on sports. If they tell you they do, besides, let's say, Billy Walters, um, they're liars in addition to losers. So first week, start slow. Don't get so excited. There's 20 weeks in the season. And that's, you know, can't blow out your bankroll. So let's say you're starting with a $1,000 bankroll. No one wants to hear this. You're not risking more than $5. And then incrementally go up, whatever it is. But you're betting, you know, 5%, which is, which is aggressive. Very aggressive. Not per game. That's your entire layout for the Sunday. 50 if you're starting with 1000 Okay. You're a big meth fan. Yes. You're a big Jeff fan. Yes. Is there any PTSD for you at all? Rodgers, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, has the resume, has done it all. Now he comes in. He's at the U.S. Open tonight. He's at Broadway shows. He's at Nick Games. He's at Ranger Games. I'm shocked he's not at Stu's compound, quite frankly. That's the only place he hasn't been in the tri-state area. But Rodgers, with all of this hype, with all of this buzz and anticipation, do you have any fear factor Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer all over again? Or are you uh, 
firm believer that this now is going to be a fun, special ride for your Jets. They were seven and three last year with a quarterback that was incompetent, although they had one of the best running backs in the NFL at the time. And losing him was Possibly key. rookie of the year. When did he get hurt? Like week four? That Denver it was. game, yeah. Right. So in other words, but without Aaron Rodgers and without his experience and bringing Packers, the defense was seven and three. I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, literally is not going to be put in a position. He has to win the games. He's going to get incredible field position almost every possession. Like, I mean, the Jets defense is, let's say it's not the best in the NFL. It's top five. Top five, I agree. And they're, I mean, they're going to put so much pressure on the quarterback that it's going to make Aaron Rodgers' job easy. So the Jets are not the Mets. Uh, the Jets, I believe, uh, are ready to put up an incredible season. Like. I mean, Miami has questions. Buffalo has questions. I'm not worried about the division. They're going to win the division. I mean, so you're they're going Jets to win, right now win the division. A thousand percent. Okay. A thousand percent. We've seen the decline of Buffalo. It's not a joke. So you're selling you stock on the Bills this year? No. I think that the Bills will be like one game below us. You know, So good team, playoff team. You just like the Jets 12 more. and 5. Jets will be 13 and 4. Okay. Okay, now, if I tell you the Jets go and win the division, win a playoff game, and lose in the second round, are you okay with the season? I think the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Ravens are a better team than the New York Jets. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars could be an absolute nightmare to beat. No, Jets win the, win the division, they could even lose the fucking first round of the playoffs. I'd be fine. You want that home playoff oh. game. You also they, haven't been they, in a playoff game. The division decade, is everything. The playoffs, as we've seen, Aaron Rodgers has not played well in the playoffs. The playoffs are a different story. Win the division, that means 17 games, went 13 and 4, you went 12 and 5. I don't think 11 and 6 will win that division, but it could because the AFC is a gauntlet. Like, nobody, listen, I want the Jets to win the Super Bowl. I really do. I want the Jets to play the Giants because I love the Jets because when Bill Parcells came there, I was a Giant fan. I was a Raider fan. I was a Seahawk Chief Bronco fan. I was AFC West because my father was a Raider and a Viking fan. I became a Raider fan. Father came, my brother became a Viking fan. 76, they won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl in 80, they beat uh, Ron Jaworski and Dick Vermeil, which is why I'm in this business. Um, so um, I think the Jets... Let's win the division. And I don't care if they lose the first round. I don't care if it's home because the Bengals are on the door to win the Super Bowl. The Ravens, with their third string quarterback, Almost had beat the them. Bengals dead. They should have beat them. The Bills are not scary anymore since, listen, it was arguably the most ultimate choke ever that they didn't beat the Chiefs. Chiefs came back and beat them. Buffalo had that game to go to Super Bowl. So I think the Bill, I think the Bills are vulnerable. They have not gotten better. Two years ago, they were better than they are now. Last year, Hamlin destroyed their season. No matter what you tell me, they were gone after. 
they got blown out by the Bengals. But the Bengals Should have lost to my team with Skylar Thompson. Let's be real. Dolphins had them on the ropes and a half. With a third string quarterback. Three and a half quarters, the Dolphins outplayed them. The thing with the Dolphins that I don't really consider them um, dangerous is because I don't believe he was going to make Like, I just don't see how he's going to be, like, playing in December. So you're not a believer that this jujitsu and what he's trying no, to do as far just, as listen, learning, learning to fall or not is going to help him? Listen, my son is uh, all Long Island, all Metro. He had, like, five. You know, a concussion. No, they know, Joe. Isn't it, but what happens is it happens quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it happens. The more frequent you have concussions, the more susceptible you are to concussions. He's playing fucking quarterback. Everyone in the world fucking knows. How do you beat the Dolphins? Well, let's put Tua on the bench. Let's knock him out. Now, the offensive. Listen, on paper, the Dolphins could win the Super Bowl. I thought Tua would play every game healthy. They're as good as they're, they're right there with those top teams in the AFC. They don't I agree. Have, they have the, they have a better offense. Offense don't have defense, but they have a. I, listen, I love your running back. Like he, Mostert runs I mean, hard, man. I love him. Runs hard. So, but uh, I think Jets can win the division. I think I I see my dark horse right now uh, is the. I want the Jets to play the Giants. If the Jets don't play the Giants. I want the Jets to play the Lions. No fear with the, the Ravens Bowl. with Jackson? Because that's kind of similar. Listen, I think not the, concussions, but it's a similar handicap to no, the Dolphins with Tua. No, Guys hurt all the time, no. though, Stu. All the time, Jackson. I think he ran the wrong. I think the scheme that the offensive coordinator ran, he was susceptible to getting murdered because he was running out of the pocket in a way that you could really line him up. Now you're going to spread it out. He's going to get rid of the ball quick. I don't know how you're going to stop that. I think he'd be the MVP again. I think the Ravens offense is scary. I think Odell Beckham could win comeback player of the year. Like, they're scary. I don't, I know. Lamar being hurt? No. no. I think there was a fraud last year. I think he easily could have played. He stuck Well, he wanted ass, that contract. And he wanted the contract. Wanted the contract. Yes. So no, I'm not afraid of Lamar's health. I am deathly afraid of Tua. Deathly. You know, Tank is a big Miami Dolphin fan. So obviously we talk every day a ton about the Dolphins. You're a diehard Dolphin fan. So I'm very versed with the Dolphins because Tank is so, you know, doom and gloom and chicken little. Seen a lot of that for 20 years. So in other words, he has convinced me without a shadow of a doubt that two is not Two in October. I think you're hanging out with Tank too much. Too much negativity. He thinks two is going to get hurt. Well, listen, I get it with the concussions. Now, look, Giants, normally, Stu, they profile as the team that's bound for regression because they had a first-year head coach, they had a very soft schedule, they won a lot of close games. You know that evens out over the course of a couple of years, but I think they're better. I think the coach is really good. I think the conference stinks. Where do you stand on the Giants? Brian Dable is top three coach in the NFL. Wow. Okay. I think he's outstanding. I they, were, they had a one of the worst rosters in the NFL, in my opinion. I don't care that their schedule is sore because it's an NFL team. They were the best team in the NFL against the spread. If you bet the Giants, you made millions of dollars. All they did was win outright on the road, win outright as a dog, 
and cover, okay? Best team in the NFL against the spread. Daniel Jones in Minnesota in the playoffs was unbelievable. That game showed me he can do what Eli did. Now, they it was men against boys when they played Philadelphia because Philadelphia should have won the Super Bowl in reality. You know, if he doesn't fumble the ball in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia wins the Super Bowl. So Philadelphia was the first or second best team in the NFL last year, literally. So there was no shame. Giants are loaded right now because what they did last year was phenomenal. But now they have the team. Now they actually have some now playmakers. They have receivers. They got a tight end. They got Saquon with a hard on because I know Saquon. I'm friends with Saquon. Saquon. Um, he could be an MVP. They're not going to be stoppable. Daniel Jones runs like the wind. He runs like Steve Young. He's the greatest running quarterback ever. He went to Duke. He's super smart. He's got the arm. He could do it all. That's why he got paid $160 million. But on the road, Minnesota was great last year. Not good. They were great. For Daniel Jones to go in there and just play at the highest level, no mistakes. Run, like, how are you stopping the guy? Like, I really believe in the Giants. I do, too. Like, I'm picking them to make the playoffs, the AFC too. Is the, the seven- they're in the right conference, too. If they were in the AFC, I'd feel differently about them. I think they're in the right conference in the NFC. Now, they got to beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. That's the one thing they got to do. They've not done that the last couple of years. They got to beat those teams. Well, Eagles are better. Cowboys are better. There's not a, 49ers are better. There's not a question about that. There's no, in my eyes, not a question. But they're good enough to beat them. They could beat them. Dable's very smart. I, I really like everything about them. Their defense is going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. A lot of pressure this year, more than last year. They're going to be tough to beat. And again, my eyes, they were the best team in the NFL against the spread. That's very valuable. That shows you, you know, they were underrated and they performed. Do you put stock in that, though? Like, looking at when you're starting to put your research together. A team like the Vikings that was very fortunate to win a lot of games last year. Is that is that luck? Is that circumstance? Is that sustainable year in and year out? What do you stand on something like that? A team ATS like the, from the year prior. Do you put stock in it or no? Well, they lost Alvin Cook. That's got to hurt him. It cannot help them. But they are very well coached. And besides getting undressed and humiliated by the Giants, they had a very great year. Pulled a lot of games year. out of their ass I mean, last year, too. I mean, that's part of a good organization, very well coached, and skill sets. Because it's very hard to be lucky multiple games in the NFL. They're a good team. Um, saying that, I don't like the Vikings at all. Yeah, me you neither. Know, I'm out like, on them this listen, year. The, anybody that comes out of the NFC um, could win the Super Bowl because the AFC is a bloodbath. There's 10 teams in the AFC that win the Super Bowl. In the NFC, there's probably... One, the Eagles. Like, can the Giants win the Super Bowl? Yes, they're not gonna. I mean, can, who's the second best team? Niners, Niners? probably. They can, but I'm not favoring the Niners over the Chiefs. Or Cincinnati or whoever they end up playing. If the Bengals get there, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're that close. Joe Burrow's Burrow's as good as any quarterback. You know that. Maybe the best. I mean, he's amazing. He makes no mistakes, you know. You're always in. They cover the spread almost every week, too. No, you're not wrong about that. They're very well coached. They're disciplined. You know, what they did against Buffalo was crazy. Although Buffalo was running on gas because of Hamlin. 
and they had injuries and whatever. The quarterback kept, you know, quarterback can't keep turning over the ball. I mean, that's the bottom line. Are you excited? Another year. It's another year, Stu. So is this like the, the gear up, the ramping up process? Like are the uh, the juice has got to be flowing now thinking about the next couple of weeks. Well, first of all, it's the first year that my, uh, in the last 14 years, my wife is retired. and Which is incredible. Great seeing her, by the yes, way. She's people, fantastic. People don't, and you know what she said? First of all, let me, let me just put this in right now. She had the best time ever. Well, I was going to close with that, but I'm glad she did. Best time ever at your wedding. Amazing. I mean- for the people that saw, I posted a lot online. It got, you know, it got almost a million cumulative uh, views and stuff. Um, Swan Club, first of all, his bride, Caitlin, is drop dead, take your breath away, gorgeous. She was stunning. Um, JJ's family, Caitlin's family is so overwhelmingly inclusive and extremely friendly, huggy, kissy, breeks, everyone. It's my type of place. Everybody in JJ's and Caitlyn's wedding party, best ever, biggest wedding party I've ever seen in my life. 12, you all see one bigger, 13 I mean, and I mean, 12, what, Three best men, 12 men, 11 men. It was <laughs> phenomenal. The Greek wedding itself was absolutely very impressive. We were in Corona. Um, you made it to the church, by the way. I don't know how you found parking, but you did. Let me tell you something. I, I'm still sweating about trying to find a parking spot. <laughs> you and me both. I, you know, like I, like I was so nervous. Like I'm so not used to the neighborhood. I remember Corona. From 20 years ago, playing cards, and everybody in the fucking neighborhood, if they weren't Italian, uh, they were going in the back of a trunk of somebody's car. You know what I mean? Like, totally different now. I'm still sweating. It was so nerve-wracking. I just parked illegally and thought the car was going to be towed because I didn't want to miss the wedding. Like, I didn't give a fuck. You know, my car's been towed before. You know, whatever. It was very, it was a beautiful ceremony. It really was. It was stunning. Vintage, old school. The church was stunning. It was really nice. And getting to the wedding at the Swan Club, first of all, the outside was phenomenal. And we were sweating the weather the entire time. It was perfect. It was a gorgeous night. And uh, we took pictures outside. And I don't know if anybody wants to get married. Get married at the Swan Club. Because you take your pictures there. It's right on the water. It is stunning. Then the smorgasbord on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 5,000. It was the best from August to have. Well, I'm life. glad they ate. I literally ate so much, like four or 5,000 calories. That a boy, good. I, I, I couldn't even breathe. And then everything was great. The band was the best I've ever heard. My Man life. down, by the way. Stan oh Island guys. Oh my God. Were they rocking or were they rocking? Listen, the second they played the first song from your wedding song until they said thank you, the dance floor was jammed with people. People were eating on the dance floor dancing. That's how wild it was. It was phenomenal. So... The whole experience was great. The food was great. The bartenders were great. Waiters, waitresses were great. Your friends were great. There was so many people that I just met for the first time. So I loved it. But anyway, getting back to Sandy's now retired. And she's the greatest puller in her ever. She sits in the kitchen. I sit in the den and she just screams at the TV. I heard her earlier today. Trying so to will on Yellow Hill. I'm extremely excited to have her and Alex. Those are my two puller inners. Alex and my wife, um, Sandy, Alex is my second son, 34, 32, 28, 24. Those are my four boys. Alex runs the business with me, brains of the operation, social media, so on and so forth. But um, to answer your question, I, I've been long-winded on every single question you've asked Yeah, but that, that's what we have you do. Um, I don't care. It's the most excited I've ever been in my life for any season ever. Barstool now is moved their office. Big Cat has left with the whole Yak crew and about... 
10 producers and about 50 employees. So how's that going to work during the season? Over just, Zoom? Are you going out there? Oh, no, I'm going to fly with Sandy uh, on their dime. Thank you, God. Um, every Tuesday. Oh, wow. So Tuesday once a night, week in the Windy City? Me and Sandy are going to party our fucking balls off. We're not there sleeping. you go. Like you're at my wedding. Doing, there you go. Doing an all-nighter into Wednesday. Wednesday at 6 a.m. We'll eat breakfast. Make love. Fall asleep. One o'clock. Get up. Shave. Shit. Shower. And then I'm going to bang out the show. I love and it. I have a lot of pressure on me because last year my mortal locks were 15 wins, four losses, two ties. 79%. Wow. And it was my best year ever because I won the free games on the show because it's documented because you could watch it and bar still post it. I, I was hitting 55. I hit 55%. I also won at a 59% rate, which is phenomenal. 15 winning weeks, seven losing weeks. Uh, one tie week, um, the $69 three best bets I sell off the show, the commercial that's on Barcelona Sports Advisors, $69, three best bets, favorite number, favorite position. So um, I have to live up to a lot of this. And my 100 diamonds, my 50 diamonds, my 25 diamonds were the best I've ever had in my life. It was my best NFL season ever. My son teases me. It was my only winning NFL season ever. <laughs> but it's documented. It was my best NFL season ever. So I'm so juiced up. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I want a Jets-Giants Super Bowl. If I can't get a Jets-Giants Super Bowl, I want a Jets-Lions Super Bowl. The reality, back against the wall. Bengals, Eagles, Bengals beat them. That would be what I think. But Long shot is the Baltimore Ravens, and I really good think number on the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, good number. And uh, if it's Ravens Eagles, uh, I think the Ravens can win the Super Bowl. I think Lamar Jackson's that good. I think he has the and the best coach is that ever. good. The coach, oh is no, tremendous. makes no mistake. So you know, I'm juiced up. I'm so excited. Well, listen, I Can't love wait. you. Thank you for coming to the wedding. It's an honor. You put on a it's, show. Listen, your friend, your family for life. Well, listen, well, we hang, appreciate you know that. that. You know and that forever. Having you here at the, having myself here at the compound. I was going to say, having you here. What's mine is compound. yours. What's mine is yours. What's mine is yours. Well, that's the great Stu Finer. Stu, have a great season. How about 60% this year for you? 60. Uh, listen, where do I sign right now? Done. Let's go. For you. That's the source. We're coming right back. They used to say, go west. What they meant was go forward. Find your own way. Make something out of nothing. It can be tempting to take it easy, but discovery doesn't wait. So this summer, see what it means to make the most of dawn, dusk, and every minute in between. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. So before we say goodbye, and always an experience with Stu. I mean, listen, Stu and I, not exactly aligned in all of our particular picks, but hey, he's high on the Ravens. He's high on Cincinnati. There's value with those teams. Listen, here's what it boils down to in the AFC. You're going to have a couple of really good teams on the outside looking in for the playoffs. That's just the way it's going to be. You're going to have a couple of teams from the AFC where it's like, holy smokes, they missed the playoffs. So if you want to get a little quirky and a little wacky, you'll leave a really good team out of it. In my case, I might be leaving out too for all we know. It's tough. Very, very hard time picking these teams in the AFC, especially the North. I mean, I went nuts with Cleveland. That's going to go one of two ways for me. Either really, really good or I'm going to look like a complete ass. 
We'll find out soon enough. All right, before we say goodbye, Jeff Money, floor is yours. Take it away. What do we got? What's up, JJ? Jeff Money here to Handicapper Picks. This is going to be for Monday the 4th, Labor Day, and Thursday the 7th at NFL Place. So we got a baseball play that started out for the 4th. I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs, minus the 135 over the San Francisco Giants. And on Thursday, for the start of the NFL, this won't be part of our five uh, Super Contest plays, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions, plus the six and a half over the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, two plays. Monday, we're going to go in baseball with the Chicago Cubs, minus the 135. And on Thursday, to start off the uh, NFL season, we're going to go to the Detroit Lions, plus the six and a half. And let's see what you've got on your end, JJ. And everyone can follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go, Jeff Money. And our first NFL play of the year will be a family play. You know the public's going to be lining up to take Mahomes laying six and a half first game of the year. Not me. I'm right there with you, pal. Detroit Lions plus six and a half first play unofficial for the 2023 NFL season. All right, we will be back Thursday. We'll have all our Football Friday regulars. Beningo is back. Art Dice is back. Jason Katz is back. Got to figure out when I'm going to be taping these spots from the Circa in Las Vegas, but that is exactly what we will do. I want to thank my guy Cliff, who has been filling in for Stefan the last couple of days and has been fantastic, top-notch, exemplary across the board. Want to thank him. We'll be back Thursday. We'll also have a little announcement on Thursday for something we have coming up throughout the NFL season that uh, might have been burying the lead on, but we'll, we'll save that for Thursday uh, as we get ready for week one with the Cowboys and the Giants and the Jets and the Buffalo Bills. And we got nutty with those futures, did we not? And if you want some over-unders, I've kind of hit it at a bunch, but here are the ones I'm definitely playing. Falcons, over. I am playing the Browns, over. I am playing Vegas as an under. Those are three. Circle. And Cincinnati is an under. It's way too many wins. It's way, way, way too many wins in that division. So, gave you a couple overs. Gave you a couple unders. Check those out on FanDuel Sportsbook. We are back right after the Thursday night game. Enjoy post-Labor Day. Summer's over. Football's here. Let's go. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus at present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Arizona. Connecticut, 1-800-NOT-WITH-IN-INDIANA, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, text HOPE-NY, in New York.